So I'm catching up on the news that you've noticed via your tweets. Yeah. Um, well, there's more. I this is just there's more going on than I can keep up with today. I mean, there was more going on in the news in the since we recorded last that I wanted to include, but I just didn't have time. <laughs> I I work too much, like trying to do a job and this podcast and Twitter and Spoutable. <laughs> it is, it's not stretching my limits, but it's 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 plenty, and just trying to keep up with all this fuckery. Oh no! Oh no! Trump is being interviewed with by Tucker Carlson, and he's saying some crazy shit. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. He's talking about Manhattan. They were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, They said, 2024, sir, 2024. And tears are pouring down their eyes. I've never (laughs) seen anything like the those are phenomenal. All the things Those that never happened. <laughs> That's how you know it was a fucking lie. One, two, three, four. Hey, this is D Knight. This is Carol. And you're listening to the Pardon the Insurrection podcast. And this episode of Pardon the Insurrection is sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. Yes, that's right. We sold out. But we're still going to sleep well at night because we have sheets on the way from Colin, the CEO of Sheets and Giggles. And you, too, can sell out by supporting our sponsor and purchasing some wonderful sheets and bedding. And you, too, can sleep as well at night as Trump is after being arraigned in Manhattan. I feel like you're saying they wouldn't be sleeping well. <laughs> That's a joke. Yes, you get it. A single right-wing judge has recently ruled that the FDA has to revoke its approval for the abortion drug Mifepristone, which would affect availability of the drug nationwide. Yeah, which is some which is some bullshit. Um, my, I still, I still think uh, Biden should say to ignore that. Just ignore it. So I don't think Biden should ignore the ruling. I think the administration, along with state legislatures and advocates for women's health, should do everything in their power to challenge that ruling in court as they see fit. Um, And hopefully we end up with a positive outcome before we resort to things like completely ignoring law. But Um, you think it would go before the Supreme Court? Well, here's the thing. So Merrick Garland's DOJ immediately appealed along with a Washington state judge issuing a contradictory ruling just 18 minutes after the Texas judge setting up a battle over abortion access in the Supreme Court. Yes. So I'm I'm absolutely certain uh, given the conflicting rulings between judges and in, in different states that this is headed for uh, a, a Supreme Court ruling. <sighs> And but but don't we would have like you know an impartial judiciary? Uh, it's funny that you say that because Justice Clarence Thomas uh, had accepted and failed to disclose twenty years worth of lavish gifts and luxury travel to the tune of tens of millions of dollars from a billionaire mega donor, despite ethics rules requiring him to do so, and possibly in violation of criminal law. So it's I, I'm not going to say that uh, you can assume at face value that the Supreme Court would rule on this case with a, an eye towards impartiality. Hmm. I wake up. 
I mean, do you think that that just that Clarence Thomas? Wake your ass up, Ty. Ah! Sorry, I wasn't yelling at you. I figured when you called me Ty that it wasn't <laughs> you were talking to Ty, and when you said wake up. Well, Ty clearly got her sheets and giggles because she is out for the night. <laughs> well, Ty oh, got the oh sheets dear. and we get the giggles about. Yeah, she might be back. She sleep. sleeps weird hours. That's that's fair. With her narcolepsy and her the other one insomnia. Well, this just proves that our voices are so soothing that we can put literally anyone to sleep at any time. Yeah, that's the takeaway. <laughs> Rockabye baby in the treetop. Um, yep. Yeah, so, yep. Yeah. Clarence Thomas on the take. Um, so no, Clarence Thomas hasn't been fun. <laughs> that's really cute. No, Clarence Thomas hasn't been funded by George Soros, but instead by a GOP benefactor by the name of Harlan Crow, who sounds like he could be the new up and coming rapper or a supervillain. And there he goes with his friend uh, Webster Barnaby <laughs> as they <laughs> as they torment children in the night <laughs> and steal their dinners and eat yeah. them in front of the children. Harlan Crow, named after a comic book supervillain, perhaps has a private collection of intriguing artifacts, including statues of dictators, including Mussolini and Stalin, in his yard that he affectionately refers to as the Garden of e Garden of Evil. The Garden of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I have a danger barn, so what am I going to say? But I don't have anything evil in there. It's just <laughs> old, and there's like maybe a... A squirrel or a raccoon's living in there. But, yeah. You mean what? No statues commemorating Mussolini's reign over Italy? No? No. It's unfortunate. Though the train station in Milan was very pretty. That that was commemorating Mussolini's role. That's what Fantastic. the taxi driver told me, at least. Happy times. Um, Harlan Crow also has a number of Nazi memorabilia prominently on display inside of his house, including two paintings by Adolf Hitler uh, of notable acclaim for his his works of art in in the early 19th century or 20th century and an autographed copy of Mein Kampf. Apparently, Harlan keeps the good stuff in <laughs> the, the paintings like I wouldn't even get one of those. George W. Bush paintings. You can't just like eat good things and redeem yourself of your evil. Hey, Carol, I love that we're comparing Hitler paintings to George W. Bush paintings. I mean, look, George Hitler W. Bush doesn't get. Uh, I mean, a lot of people died. He is a war criminal. I mean, or he should have been tried as a war criminal. I mean, considering um, under so didn't we kill like a million Iraqis under George Bush's regime? We we went to war with the wrong country, not once, but twice. Are you listing two different George Bushes or just the one? No, this. OK, well, I feel like not necessarily that the the war in Iraq over the invasion of Kuwait was justified. That's. 
that's that's a more i mean you could present arguments on both sides of that but i was talking about the the son george bush yep so we went to war in afghanistan over the attack uh on 9-11 if you go back and look at the countries of origin for most of the attackers you will clearly find that they originated from saudi arabia but we went to what are we doing taking their money instead (laughs) yeah 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 Yep, we went we went to war in Afghanistan over an attack perpetrated by Saudis. Um and and, and then we proceeded later, what, just a couple of years later to go to war in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And um over George weapons w. Bush, of mass destruction that they did not possess that we knew at the time. So he has a more attractive packaging than Hitler. Um <laughs> he's like He's got like that, like charm, and now he's like, "I'm just a dude. I'm just a former president painting dogs and myself in the shower." He's got that good old Southern Texas cowboy charm. Forget about the million people I got killed. Yeah, and then Republicans learned their lesson by trying to rally behind Jeb Bush in 2016. They wanted to complete the trifecta: George Senior, George Junior. And now we look back at him as like the second most evil recent Republican president. Like, we're like, remember the good old days when it was just like, can you name the last Republican president that you were like, oh, yeah, not bad. I I can't off the top of my head. um, Lincoln. (laughs) 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 All right, let's 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 engage in a fun exercise. We'll name all the Republican presidents going backwards. We're going to start with Donald Trump. Uh, He he gets. Yeah, (laughs) he's disqualified from um, the good president category. Not even considered. You were not even considering him here. Come on. No. Are you sure? No, he's like still standing on a burning pile of our country, like burning it more with some fucking fuel. So fuck that guy. He's not totally fair. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, Judge or Judge George Bush Jr. is I like to call him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking uh, war criminal. Yeah, well, uh, George Bush Senior, one of the few presidents other than Donald Trump to only. Only serve one term in office. I mean that that lets you know how well that was going. Um, given that he's Look, probably also a criminal, given his role in uh, Reagan's Iran Contra affair. Um, speaking of which, uh, before George Bush Senior, Ronald Reagan was president. Told dumpster fire. Although Republicans still seem to worship him to this day. Yeah. So part of the problem with this is like George H. W. Bush. I was a baby. I was a little kid. He was a baby. Um, history books, baby. Kid. No, but we Just didn't. By the time I was, history. I could read it now. I'm saying, but I wasn't taught about them because that wasn't in the history books yet. Oh, totally fair. Like we grew up in that era where, like, I think, like Nixon. We learned about like Jimmy Carter, maybe. Yeah. All right. We were well, up to that. <laughs> no, nah, he was on some fuck shit. Some fuck shittery. He he's actually very much like modern day Republicans who pretend to not support Trump. Like they're all about the fuckery. They just don't want to broadcast it across the country. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, before Bush was Reagan, 
again, I ran Contra in another, uh, in a number of other scandals. Uh, Gerald Ford, pardon Nixon. So fuck that guy. Or Richard Nixon, self-explanatory. Fuck that guy. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower elected in the fifties. <laughs> would you, would you give him a thumbs up or a thumbs down and a thumbs up being like 51% and up and a thumbs down being 49% and down. I just don't have enough of opinion, an opinion about him. Uh, is see that's like how far I ha- back I have to get to like not know enough <laughs> yeah. about them to hate them. We have to go back eighty years <laughs> to find a Republican. We're like, yeah, eh. <laughs> that lets you know how how fucked up the Republican Party has been. He also had his pros and cons. So when the Google result for was Eisenhower a good president, which was a preset when I Googled him. Well, he was presiding over the the country at the end of World War II. So that's a pro, I suppose. I don't know necessarily how much here is. I mean, this is just the first uh, result and just what you see on the page. A poll of prominent historians in 1962 placed Eisenhower 22nd among presidents, a barely average chief executive. Yeah, he's very middling. Who was as successful as Chester A. Arthur. (laughs) oh okay well i'll give it to the historians very middling all right back to the news of the day we went back in time we tried time travel there yeah i think we were talking about um hitler which reminded us of (laughs) me of george w bush um (laughs) and we had to go through an exercise to see which republican presidents were better than hitler yeah so but now we're uh bringing it back around to the enablers of fascism. Who do we got up next? We had Clarence Thomas. We had Harlan Crow. Yeah, so Harlan Crow, a Republican benefactor who's who's been buying us, well, who's been collecting Hitler artifacts as well as Supreme Court justices, also donated $500,000 to a conservative advocacy group, Liberty Central. <laughs> Uh, which was founded by Jeannie Thomas. Actually, that, Jeannie that, Thomas, <laughs> yeah, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence yeah, the, Thomas. The world is so small, Carol. <laughs> oh, geez, that's a huge conflict of interest. You don't say. I do say. <laughs> yeah, well, that donation actually led to Jeannie Thomas founding that group. And and then that that group proceeded to pay her a yearly salary of one hundred twenty thousand dollars. So he is literally paying Jenny Thomas the salary. Hmm. 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 It's what friends do. They're just it's just hospitality. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because Clarence Thomas proclaimed that he and Harlan Crow have been friends for north of twenty years. It's just it was just north of right when he was appointed to the Supreme Court. And sworn in. Uh, sadly, I would have to mention that Clarence Thomas has been sitting on the Supreme Court for 30 years. So he actually met Harlan Crow after his appointment to the Supreme Court. That's what I meant to be saying. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you don't want it to look any more suspicious than it is, just say, yeah, we've been we've been friends for X amount of years. Well, sir, how long have you been Sitting on the Supreme Court. Well, more years than that. Yep. Way to make it look less suspicious, buddy. Good, yeah, good, but good apparently uh, higher 
standards apply to like every other judge and lawyer than do specifically to the Supreme Court who did not have that robust code of conduct, apparently. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. Well, since you brought up the code of conduct that all federal judges are supposed to abide by, but the Supreme Court has generally looked at the code of conduct to not apply specifically to themselves. It, it's ironic because a number of the, well, all of the conservative justices appointed to the Supreme Court are hacks. Um, <laughs> Federalist Society hacks. Okay, their philosophy as in as it pertains to interpreting the Constitution in in written law is to read it literally. Oh, textualists. They're textualists. Yes. yes. So to look at the statute, but they're that, not even doing that every time. Well, it, <laughs> the statute that applies to ethics guidelines for judicial appointees—they're not even reading that textually. They're right. interpreting it as they see fit in a manner that's convenient to them. So yeah, there goes that whole impartiality thing up in smoke that we were discussing. All right, on on to more. I mean, because if that wasn't enough fuckery, here's more. <laughs> here's more. The House Judiciary Committee, led by GOP Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio, said it will hold a uh-huh. hearing April 17th in New York City titled Victims of Violent Crime in Manhattan, accusing the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, of being pro-crime. <laughs> That's the like. Why is he coming here? Go stay out of our state. Don't come here and mess with our our elected officials. Okay, well, I can explain to you exactly why. Bragg has just indicted one of the biggest criminals in American history, Donald J. Trump. So that 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 would be why you say they they are exercising their legislative powers in an attempt to defend their former president slash future. Well, their current front runner in the Republican nomination for president in the 2024 election. Uh, yep. Great job. Great job, Jim. Accusing Bragg of, of being pro-crime. Um, and, the, and that's also funny because Trump just told Republicans in Congress to defund the FBI and DOJ. <laughs> so you're going after Bragg in defense of the person who just proclaim that he would like Republicans to defund the police. Let me explain this. Law and order means hitting people in the face with a nightstick. That's, that's all <laughs> they mean by it. Not following the laws or or abiding by anything themselves. Law and order to them is, I, I'm pretty sure that just means like police brutality. Okay. I see how you did the math there. And, and, and the conclusion you came to was correct. Uh, the D.C. Court of Appeals ruled that Mike Pence was indeed protected in part by the speech and debate clause of the Constitution and therefore does not have to testify to Jack Smith's grand jury about his role on 1-6 as the president of the Senate. So we were wrong. All of our shit, we were like, uh, well, of course, there's three branches of government, the executive branch, the legislative branch and the judicial branch and the vice president is obviously a member of the executive branch. We were like, whoop de doo this stupid fucking argument. It won't fly. You're like, Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of here. Well, the judge ruled that part of the insurrection was fucking wrong. So, yep, I'm going to eat my crow on that. And I just don't remember having this conversation, so I must not have said <laughs> it and been wrong. <laughs> Carol, you were probably high. 
Um, yeah, but the judge also ruled that Pence must comply with the subpoena for his testimony about anything outside of his role on one six um, relating to any potential illegal acts committed by Trump and turnover relative or relevant documents. So we were half right. So it's, he's involved with the documents case as well. I mean, he's going to have to bring stuff in for that. This is just for the Jan six. No, any documents pertaining to Trump's plans leading up to one six, but just nothing about his role on or his actions taken on that specific day in the specific narrow instance of his role as the president of the Senate on one six. So I assume things like, um, I mean, we all saw that. <laughs> yeah, we have that on TV. I imagine it, you know, anything pertaining to the specifics of, of his overseeing of the counting of the electoral college votes on one six, he won't be able to be questioned about, um, but things like, you know, why his access badge um, was deactivated on on one six. I, I, I don't know. I imagine that could probably come up in his testimony before the grand jury and he won't be able to invoke the speech or debate clause or claim executive privilege. So so things of that matter. But so it doesn't sound all that limiting. Yeah. So, you know, like questions like, how do you feel about. Trump trying to have you murdered by a brutal mob. He won't be able to, <laughs> he won't be able to refuse to answer that question under the speech or debate clause. Good for him. This is going to read. Trump then moved to block Pence from appearing before the grand jury on the grounds of executive privilege, an argument that failed to convince the court in Trump's earlier efforts to bar the testimony of other top aides, including former, former chief of staff, Mark Meadows and a bunch of other fuckers. Yep. So <laughs> bunch of other fuckers. Trump decided to step in and try and exert executive privilege over Pence's testimony. I, it's it's not it's not going to go well. Again, like that claim has failed over and over and over and over again. It's going to fail yet again. So um, useless endeavor. It They'll most, buy him a week or two. But yeah, yeah that's the whole point. Just delay, like he delay, gets to delay. Spend more, more of his rube money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Trump isn't actually financing his legal defense out of his own pocket. He's using the money he raised through his pack after the 2020 election by lying to people saying it was rigged, where he raised a quarter of a billion dollars. So. So and I good. think he just gets off on spending their, their money and getting it from them. And he's just like wasting it because he doesn't fucking care. And he's like, yes, look how much money they'll give me. Let's do another stupid lawsuit. So it would be in the same fashion as if I was like dating a girl who had a sugar daddy and like I got to spend, you know, he would give her money and she would spend it on me. Like I would get off on that. It's the same thing with Trump and his supporters. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. All right. A hand, <laughs> the fuckery never stops. A handful of current and former U.S. Secret Service officials testified on Friday before Washington, D.C. grand jury as part of the special counsel investigation of the last year's FBI search at former, I mean, how, why did we ever elect this fucker as president? Former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in which classified documents were seized. This just a week after Trump's attorney, Evan Corcoran, the cork, 
was ordered to testify. (laughs) Cork man was ordered to testify to Jack Smith's grand jury on top of Smith amassing a large swath of new evidence of Trump's obstruction. So I guess all I really have to say here is fuck you, Secret Service. You fuckers can send fucking agents to my house over a fucking tweet, but you couldn't prepare for one six, even though you had adequate notice. Fuck you guys. I'm glad you have to testify. Like I, <laughs> yeah, middle finger to you, middle finger salute to you fuckers. Uh, at least, you know, if you testify, honestly, you probably have to bury Trump. And if you don't, uh, well, go ahead and purge yourselves. Good fucking luck. Pieces of shit. The investigation has also grown to include Homeland Security Inspector General Joseph Kafari and his role in deleting Secret Service text messages around the time of, of January 6th. So um, if you're unfamiliar with Kafari, he is currently the Inspector General in Department of Homeland Security. He is one of the individuals responsible for the plan to have a, an organization-wide update quote unquote of, of the phones where they had to turn the phone in the phones in and, and have them swapped out for new devices. Huh, that doesn't sound suspicious. No, not at all. It's like a uh, conveniently uh, oh. planned in, in the end of 2020 to have every agent and every uh, DHS official turn in your devices to have them wiped. <laughs> hey, speaking of that suspicious, I have to pee. Cover for me. And I think that's a cue for a commercial break, even though we don't have commercials on this podcast. But I really have to pee. Just in case we do. After these messages, we'll be right back. 